0: To make your kiss incomplete I wanna talk to you When life reaches out and takes you can't wait to
1: see the sunshine
0: Welcome to Prince Rabbi Trap presents Stevie Wonder Classics Today we're going to be talking about take up a course in happiness from the album Where I'm Coming From. Uh, released on April 12, 1971. On the track it is just Stevie Wonder um, and it is written by Cyrita and Stevie. Um, and as with all the tracks on this album, uh, although they're not very specific about it, uh, they are all arranged by David van de Peet, uh, Jerry Long, Paul Riser, and Stevie Wonder, obviously. Uh, The track is written, as all the tracks are, by Cyrita and Stevie. It is 3 minutes 11 and joining me to talk about today is Victor Azzavito. Hello, Victor. Uh, Hey, Darren. I think it's interesting because obviously the fact that Stevie and Cyrita are together means that a lot of the songs on this album are very uh, upbeat. Either they're very kind of upbeat or they are very much like kind of love songs. And I don't know, it feels like this fits in with kind of like what you would expect from, uh, you know, kind of post-60s hippies, kind of like new age stuff. Uh, just this kind of idea of like taking up a course in happiness is just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of odd um, because like he's basically saying just look in the mirror and smile and kind of just, you know, enjoy yourself, you know, clear out your mind and we'll show you how to smile it's just about smiling and (laughs) uh and it has this kind of contrast where it opens up with this you know when life reaches out and takes you on an unpleasant ride and your bridge of dreams comes tumbling down like it's a very (laughs) it's a very kind of strong metaphor oh yeah um and then kind of takes a turn towards you know don't let your bed of solo ever conquer your pride Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he tells us remember there's always a way out just Mm -hmm. take up a course in happiness yeah Uh, take up a course to clear out your mind um and i don't know like i i find it i find it interesting because it's like the first half of both of the verses are very much like when you're feeling down and then mm-hmm. the second half is just be happy <laughs> yeah like, Yeah. it feels very simplistic but you know this is like i don't know 21 22 year old stevie wonder mm-hmm. um and obviously he's very much in love with Eater, so he's he's very kind of positive and opti- optimistic
1: at this point in his uh his career yeah because it's funny funny um and This is definitely not a slight. It sounds like a song you'd find it in the Muppets. I don't know why. The way it sounds and so forth, it kind of could be a Muppet song. I don't know why. And it is super, super optimistic. It's great. I love it. I love, I love the fact that it is this, this massive, massive, super optimistic kind of um, thing with him. The, it, the song sounds like a Muppet movie like it sounds something that Paul Williams would have written back for the Muppet movie. It's kind of got that little jaunty thing and it's very optimistic. And I could see puppet singing this song. And it said this is not a slight. This is this is it's just super optimistic. It's great. <laughs> I can't say any more about that kind of thing. It's just it
0: is it I mean is... he even he even says when your optimism has a setback or two and mm. you're feeling all your trying's in vain. Mm. And then he he kind of emphasizes your heart's in the rain. And he's like, just don't give up the hope that's due to you. Yeah. Uh, just study your doubts. Remember, there's a way out. Take up a course in happiness. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, that's kind of where the song kind of finishes. It just kind of re- restates the chorus and then just kind of they have the overlapping of, mm. you know, take up a course in happiness uh, as we head to the fade out. But I, I don't know. I just I kind of like the very simple message, uh, yeah. even though it does it like it feels like maybe it's ignoring something because it's like, it's like <laughs> take up a course in happiness. I, I mean, although he's saying, you know, just cl- just take up a course to clear out your mind. uh, You will show yourself how to smile, you know, yeah. uh, take up free instruction in life. You will, you will learn how to smile. Yeah. It, it feels a little bit like just ignore bad things and just start smiling. Yeah. And I don't know that that's really a solution. I feel like, you know, there's some kind of, you know, underlying things that need to be done. Uh, also, I would say there's maybe with this being the early 70s, there might be an implication that, the way he's phrased it of just take up a course in happiness. Mm. Um, you know, obviously course suggests maybe like a course of drugs. Uh, <laughs> so maybe this is, you know, him talking about like, uh, antidepressants or something, um, or even, you know, maybe less legal means of, of becoming happy by taking a course of something. Mm. Um, but I, you know, it's it, it, like you say, it is very kind of like a beat. There's this, like the instrumentation is kind of interesting as well. Cause there's a, yeah. kind of like this harpsichord. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a mute, mute trumpet going on in the background there. Um, and, and again, like it this actually is less, um, you know, uh, it's like using less synthesizers than some of the other songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something like, you know, do yourself a favor or, you know, think of me as a soldier. Those have very kind of like, they're very heavily um, kind of synth based. Whereas the kind of harpsichord feel, does it makes it feel slightly lighter and it's not as, it's not like kind of as uh, like, I guess, obviously, with it being meant to be, you know, about happiness, it, yeah. it makes the song feel slightly lighter, uh, yeah. even though there are obviously some um, I'm sure there's some polymoogs on here and a uh, clavinet is probably somewhere in there because, yeah. you know, at this point, he pretty much played clavinet on everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I it, like it's a kind of it's, it's kind of a cleaner production than on some of the other songs uh, on this particular album, I would say. And just a lighter kind of production, which I guess fits with the idea of, you know, happiness and kind of being upbeat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because as I said, you can't have it more foreboding. It's got to be, as I said, that's why that's why I think the Muppet analogy works. As I said, I could picture this being sung by puppets and it would be this very jaunty thing. And it's just I keep thinking that like if if you don't smile after hearing this song, you know, you've got no soul. Plain and simple. It's just, it is such a <laughs> lovely, optimistic scene. As he said, it it does help. He's 22. And, you know, I remember when I was 22, I was very, very optimistic at 40, whatever it is. I'm not so optimistic, but yeah. But as said, he's he got his whole life in front of him. He just thinks, well, you know, if I turn around, everything will be fine. If I just, just pretend all the bad stuff's gone and just go my course and take that call for happiness. I'm not sure if there's any drugs, but it's... Just- Maybe I can think this way and everything will work out okay for
0: me. Yeah, I think it's interesting because obviously, you know, the uh, contemporary Rolling Stone review, which, uh, you know, I've mentioned a few times before, um, it talks about how, um, you know, the the guy who reviews it, he was obviously a fan of Stevie Wonder. Mm. And he says that, you know, Stevie apparently wanted an opportunity to loosen up outside the confines of a typical Motown single mm. and says, but he blew it. <laughs> um, and he talks about like, Self-indulgent and cluttered with effects, uh, as like kind of talking about the arrangement, Mm. Um, and I don't think he mentions in in particular this song, Mm. Um, but I you know I I I don't I don't feel like that's completely correct (laughs) like, you know I I like this this is kind of a you know I don't think the production is cluttered on this album Um, and certainly not in this song so I don't know it just. Just this weird kind of comparison that he insists on having, you know, with Marvin Gaye throughout the review is kind of weird. Um, Yeah, you know, like just basically saying that somehow he's not as kind of, um, you know, inspiring or as accomplished as Marvin Gaye. And it's like, yeah, he's 21 and he's been stuck in a Motown contract for (laughs) for like the last nine years of his life. Like, give him like at least a couple of albums to kind of figure out what to do. Yeah. But, you know, which I don't think he really even needed because I think that, you know, this is... Uh, like in terms of like this is still effectively under his old Motown contract but obviously he'd already negotiated his new contract and he'd you know got a little bit more kind of creative control um and I I you know I think that that's something like I don't know that this is anything he couldn't have done under Motown in fact I think out of everything that's on this album this is probably one of the few songs that he probably could have written under his old contract um, and Barry Gordy probably would have put it out as a single and sped it up just a little bit and, and made it kind of even
1: more upbeat yeah. um, you know like yeah, I reckon it would, but even then I think it would have been a bigger sound too it actually would have been a bit like as I said it's still this song's pretty light sound wise uh, I reckon if it was the Motown like it was the other contractor, what you were talking about It would be a lot bigger. Yeah. There'd be a lot more horns and stuff like that in there. It'd be a bigger, bigger sound than this kind of jaunty, kind of easy kind of... Well, you know,
0: Motown had a number of, uh, you know studio musicians they had to use on every single track so <laughs> I feel like it would have been yeah. a, a even yeah, more cool. <laughs> kind of overstuffed production if it if it had been kind of under his old contract mm, yeah but yeah just the, the fact yeah. that, that you know he's pro- he's producing this album and he's also pretty much playing everything on here is is kind of insane and also as well like you know yeah. the drums on it are very kind of light as well and like it's not it's I mean some yeah. of the stuff that you know Stevie will do on the next few albums is more kind of you know groove based in terms of the drums but this you know this still like a very kind of perfect i don't know it's it's a wonderful beat that's in the song and it and it it's you know it's just some yeah. really good drumming uh, i think as a drummer stevie wonder kind of gradually gets better and better and better as as his albums go on um mm-hmm. so maybe i would say yeah. it's kind of competent drumming but i think it fits you know like this you don't need anything too complicated for this track you know it's it's just about people being happy and learning how to smile <laughs> uh, and also <laughs> yeah. should, should go without saying as well his vocals on it are really you know I, there's a few lines where um particularly with the kind of you know the when he's saying you will learn how to smile like that kind just those little kind of inflections mm-hmm. and stuff uh, mm-hmm. i just really enjoy and particularly like As he's singing, kind of take up a course in happiness, he does the kind of classic Stevie shouting in the background thing as well. So on on the chorus, there's a little kind of shout in the background from Stevie uh, as his own kind of hype man, I guess you would say. Uh, in more modern terminology but yeah i don't know just a a really fun song i think like this album i mean i'm not going to agree with the rolling stone review but i think it is like you know these first two albums are probably lesser albums in terms of this run of classic albums you know i still think this is where you get Mm. the the seeds of the ideas of, of of like how stevie kind of ends up you know, going from, you know, kind of producing everything and, and then he kind of finds his way a little bit more on the next couple of albums. So I'd say for me, this is probably just a four out of five. You know, I, yeah. I think there's a, there's only, a, you know, a couple of songs on this album that I'd say are a five, but pretty much everything else for me is a four.
1: Look, I, I agree. With, I agree with the four. As I said, it is jaunty. It's happy. Um, you, I could kind of picture the 22 year old Stevie doing this song and just having this massive smile on his face and like everyone in the crowd is just going nuts for this thing uh, also that that rolling stone because you sent me a link to that rolling stone uh review it is very curmudgeonly that's for sure that guy is a curmudgeon <laughs> it's plain and simple he is not happy about anything yeah it is crazy but yeah it, yeah but as I said I do love this song it is a four maybe even four five and a four and a half if I you know If I feel in the mood. (laughs)
0: Well, uh, let's go to plugs then. Is there anything you wish
1: to plug, Victor? Nothing to me to plug, Derek.
0: Well, then I shall plug the Twitter that I am using for this particular project, which is Stevie by Wonder. You can find us on Twitter at that address. Thanks for for being my guest here today, Victor. Thanks, Derek. And otherwise.